You like movies? You like TV? How about some video games? Get your ass to squabblebox.co.uk. Hell yeah. Whether it's cinema classics, gaming grades, or TV gems, they got you covered. They do video and podcasts too. Podcasts? What's a podcast? Listen to Squabblecast with editor Dave James and a revolving door of guests for geeky retrospectives, stuck in the long box with Luca and Xavier for some comic book worship, Jedi fun time with our old friend Johnny and the boys interviewing some Star Wars folk, or even Beam Me Up Scotty in which the titular Scotty joins Dave for a semi-regular dose of Star Trek love. And even the latest geeky news with our very own, it came from across the pond. Don't forget that one. I heard that one's Good. Reviews, news, videos, and podcasts at squabblebox.co.uk. Entertainment under attack. Wow. everyone so thanks again for joining us for the second episode of six in 15 probably the most um, exciting podcast i would say that we do here at Squabblebox. i mean uh, as i think i said before in one of the previous episodes and by the previous episode i do mean the first one if uh, a lot of the podcasts are just a, a relaxing calming way to wind down your day this is more like uh, a high speed train chase could you trace two chains I guess if you had two trains that were on like the same path, you might be able to chase them. But that's what it's like. It's like a high-speed train chase or uh, a mission to space. So it's that, it's that kind of level of excitement that we're really trying to get in uh, this podcast. So just to explain the premise one more time, uh, I will attempt to tell you the best six things of a thing uh, in 15 minutes. And crucially, it is exactly 15 minutes. So I've already started the timer. We will be on 14 minutes in one, and that's 14. So, uh, I better crack on, because we are already running out of time. So today, I'm going to uh, discuss, which is probably, without debate, the best console of uh, any time, really. I suppose the consoles haven't been around for that long, so there's not a huge time period to really judge them from, but I think we would all agree that uh, the Sega Mega CD is clearly the greatest console of all time. So I thought I would have a look back at it today, uh, go through the top six best games, maybe that's where there will be a bit of controversy, obviously we won't be talking about is the Mega CD the best console of all time, because we all know that it is. So there's not much really to touch on that side of it. Uh, we all remember the very exciting menu screen, I'm sure, with uh, the Earth and the exciting music and the Sega symbol spinning in the air, uh, with the moon there as well in the background. And of course, you know, in the early 90s, to have any way to play CDs on a television was a very exciting thing. You could uh, easily amaze a parent on Christmas Day by getting your mega CD out, attaching it to the television and, and plopping a CD in. I mean, you would obviously then have to scroll through the tracks and stuff. It's, it wasn't wasn't magic. But uh, and actually, there were CD players then, weren't there? So you could just put one of those next to the television. I forgot. I forgot. I thought CDs had come out later than 1993. OK, so we're going to kick off with Earthworm Jim Special Edition. So, for those of you who have gone, oh, why not do Earthworm Jim 
uh, on a different console, Earthworm Jim Special Edition. That was the uh, Mega CD version. And, you know, Earthworm Jim was so exciting anyway. You had the fantastic cartoon. You had all the funny humour, like when he used to whip himself out of his body and all the cows and things like that. And this was just a... Um, just an improved version, really, with better sound effects, better quality graphics, but still the fun playability. And I guess that's probably the reason we would all agree that the Mega CD is the best console, because it took those games that we enjoyed so much on the Mega Drive and just made them slightly better. And, you know, what could be better than that? So Earthworm's Jim is in at number six. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was like a magic earthworm or something, I think. Or maybe went into space or something. Um, I just kind of look, apparently there was some marketing controversy. Uh, apparently there was an advert where someone ate like with Earthworms. I mean, they weren't real, but that's horrible. But yeah, I think he was like he got like a magic spacesuit or something. So Earthworm Jim sort of over there. But it was a very good game, uh, very violent for its day. And uh, yeah, that's the version to check out. So that's Earthworm Jim Special Edition. At number five, we have Solfees. Now, this might not be one that everybody knows, but I believe it came free with the consoles, or at least in my uh, version it did, but then I did get a second-hand Mega CD. Uh, I can't believe anyone ever gave it away. That probably must have been the only second-hand Mega CD there was, I guess. Um, but so Solfees, what it was, it was a 2D space shooter, very exciting game, and you just shot all your way through, lots of baddies, really, really good fun, very, very playable indeed. Um, and the reason I put that in is because, obviously, the... The Solfees franchise hasn't exactly branched out since then, as far as I know, that is the only version of Solfees that there is. And I always feel slightly sorry for the universes in those games, because they're kind of lost, you know? Like Some people will have completed the game, some people won't have, but in a lot of ways, the aliens did win. So, for that first bleak experience, one of the really postmodern start, you might say, to make a CD games by not actually ever making a sequel to Solfees. They, they really showed that, yeah, sometimes in life, the baddies, baddies do win. And that was a lesson that hit me very hard in the early 90s. So, on to number four. How on earth are we doing for time? Let's just check. Okay, we've got ten minutes. Oh, we've got bags of time. Bags and bags of time. So, on to number four. We have Sonic CD. Now, this is genuinely a very good game. Uh, it's slightly different, I believe, to a lot of the Sonics. It is its own version, and it is very, very well critically received. But the thing I'm really going to talk about is the video at the start. That's right, there's actually a cutscene at the start of Sonic CD, which in the early 90s was a very, very exciting thing. I do actually remember walking into a game shop and seeing that playing and just thinking, wow, that is incredible to have an animated version of Sonic. I've never seen that before. Um, Again, I've just realised I would have obviously been watching the Sonic cartoons at that point, but let's not worry too much about that. To actually have that in a game shop, as opposed to a television shop, uh, was a very big deal back then, and, and was a really exciting thing to see. And I really do recommend, if you can track down... Well, we've all got back a CDs, obviously. If you can um, track down your, a copy of uh, Sonic CD, plop it into your Mega CD, and then enjoy it from there. It's a fantastic game, really playable, quite sincerely probably better than some of the games on the Mega CD... Oh, no, Mega CD, sorry. Uh, some of the games on the Mega Drive, of course, better than Nintendo. So, highly recommend that one. Okay. Look at that. We are doing so well. We have nine minutes left. These games are just explaining themselves, aren't they? It's going very, very well indeed. So, going on to number three, I believe. Yes, number three. See, this is the problem with this format. Sometimes there are points at this where I would edit this out, but I don't have any choice because we have to do them in one 15-minute instalment. So that really is everything we can do. I mean, it is a rant. There's no way around this. I don't even want it to be a rant, but that is one of the reasons why this podcast is so exciting. 
So number three, Night Trap. Night Trap. What Night Trap was? It was one of the classic FMV games of the Mega CD. We all love them, the FMV games, where basically uh, you had a bit of button pressing to do and you essentially watched videos. Uh, so at this in case it was live surveillance footage uh, in a house and uh, there were some girls there, I think they were having some kind of party, and there were weird men in masks trying to catch them. And so what you had to do was just keep uh, watching, listen for clues, and also press the buttons at the right time so you could trap the people. Uh, and it was a creepy game. Um, and the game didn't do that well, and also um, it got uh, a lot of controversy. I think the Senate of America even got involved because they said it was advertised at children, and yeah, it was more like a slasher film. No one really knows. I mean, again, as we obviously know now, the Mega CD was so ahead of its time that even the Senate had to get involved. Even they didn't understand what was... Excuse me. See, again, that's not very nice. As I apologise for that. What people were getting involved with, and it actually got... Uh, pulled from the market, withdrew from the market, and, you know, I did actually see a copy of this uh, in a shop in the early 90s in England, and I kind of think, can you imagine if I bought that now? That'd probably be worth about 50 quid, but I didn't get it. That's a shame. But yes, so Night Trap, highly recommend it if you can track down a copy, whack it into your uh, Mega CD, uh, and get a sense of what made a controversial game in the early 90s, what led to a ratings board being set up thanks to this in North America. So, there we have it, Night Trap. Okay, so, obviously, we're still doing great for time. We've got six minutes, uh, seven minutes, actually, because six minutes, 52. Uh, we are going to go on to the real good stuff here, and that is uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. So, Jurassic Park, uh, a mixture of FMV and a kind of point-of-click adventure where, essentially, you were playing uh, someone who had helicoptered, land, crash-landed, uh, on Isanubla. I'm really pleased with myself if it is Isanubla. Uh, and what you have to do is go around getting loads of dinosaur eggs. Uh, it was bloody tricky. I don't think I ever got a single dinosaur egg because I couldn't work out how to do the like the fridge bit because you obviously had to put them in something cold because otherwise the dinosaur eggs would die. And I think there was a time limit and always got eaten by the dinosaurs or spat in the face. It was really difficult. I mean, not that I'm saying that makes it a bad game. Of course, it's, it's number two on the list. But uh, you really got a sense of the difficulty there would be if you were stuck um, on an island and there were lots of dinosaurs around. I mean, I don't know about you, I, I wouldn't know about what half the dinosaurs did. Uh, you got that rocky terrain, I probably wouldn't have brought the right shoes or anything like that. And it really, really simulated that side of it. Uh, but it's a great game. And what was really fun is all the way through, you got little dinosaur facts. So you could click on the thing and there would be a little guy who pops up. He had like a big red beard and he's a full motion video mind, so full video, uh, would tell you all about the different dinosaurs and which ones you would see. Obviously, you could then use these tips uh, to help you in the fight uh, against the dinosaurs. Not that you were really fighting the dinosaurs. I mean, they just lived there. If anything, they were defending their own land. Um, but then that just shows how far ahead this game truly was, that it, it did have that ethical side to it. It was up to you, essentially, whether you chose uh, to kill the dinosaurs or just die. But really good sense of a map. You you genuinely did feel like you were there on Jurassic Park. And I personally think out of all the Jurassic Park games, this is the one that got closest to that sense of desperation. So um, I'm very, very excited to say that we have roughly five minutes to discuss uh, what is obviously the best game on the Mega CD, which is, of course, uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Now, 
for those of you that don't know, Sherlock Holmes is obviously uh, a famous detective, and in this more FMV, of course, the classic FMV, uh, raised its head. You would watch a little video at the start all about this Sherlock Holmes case, so it might be one about a mummy, it might be one about a murderer. In fact, the other one about mummy was about murderer. No, that's not spoilers, obviously. Um, but uh, there was some kind of other murder in another one, obviously. It's all about murder, that's about Sherlock Holmes. Although, is there a murder in every Sherlock Holmes novel? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember the one with the busts, if they're actually... You know the one with the pearls and the busts? With the six Napoleons, if there was actually murders in that? I can't remember. Anyway, so what you would do, watch the little video at the start, and then you would consult the London phone book, uh, go through based on clues from the video, and then visit those people and watch more videos. You could then slowly build a case, find some more clues along the way, and then go to court at the end. It was very exciting. If you didn't have enough evidence, they wouldn't let you go to court. Once you finally got to evidence, you had to pick your case, and from there, hopefully beat Sherlock Holmes. Not beat Sherlock Holmes, like you're working with him, but beat his score, because I guess Sherlock Holmes was doing the case at the same time? I suppose so. Um, but what was really cool, I mean, a lot of things, it really added a lot of um, depth to it, so a lot of people in the phone book would be people like Bilgo Baggins, so they weren't actually there. You really did have to work to to build those clues. I believe it's become a successful board game since. Uh, perhaps one of the best incarnations of the Sherlock Holmes series, again, it really gave you a sense of the hard work when you're doing detective work, something that isn't perhaps done in more pick and pick up and play versions you really have to just sit through that phone book you have to sit there and read newspapers which when you consider that's on a mega cd is not an easy task because you have to kind of scroll up and down and left and right but overall of course we all wanted to spend our time in uh, smoggy victorian london and sherlock holmes is perhaps the best sherlock holmes consulting detective is perhaps the best simulation of that so gosh look at that Two minutes 43 left. I'm so uh, blown away by the Mega CD that we've actually done it with time to spare. So I will let you know a little bit about what we're going to be doing next time. Um, and then we're going to have to think for about two minutes. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, next time I'm going to have a look at the top six uh, scenes from Ben Wheatley films. So it could be anything he's done. Uh, that entire list, I won't discuss them now obviously because that would be breaking the rules uh, of the podcast. But any interest in the filmmaker Ben Wheatley don't forget to check in next time. So, Mega CD. Um, anything else about the Mega CD? Uh, it was just very exciting having uh, CDs themselves. We were so used to cartridges at that point. Uh, to actually put like a, a big disc in a machine and press the button was a very exciting thing. And also what was quite cool is that the uh, Mega Drive actually slotted on top of it. It was like a big robot. You essentially were turning your Mega Drive into a robot which was great. So you sort of plugged it in, you had the massive plugs, so maybe you might have to buy a slightly larger uh, extension cable, but no need to worry about that. All, you know, part and parcel in the same way you had to buy um, storage cards for PlayStation. So that's just the way it is, you know. Uh, and yeah, I'm always surprised that there wasn't another Mega CD, although I suppose in many ways uh, it did lead the way for the PlayStation, Sega Saturn, the Dreamcast, and even to this day, Nintendo... Have Nintendo ever done a... Oh, yeah, of course they've done a console with uh, CDs. But I, I wonder, can you play CDs on the Wii? Even then, there might be something back then that Mega CD was still pushing the boundaries of. So, uh, we've still got a minute to go. Let's have a quick look through. I mean, it's weird because kind of the whole point of this podcast was that it was a bit of a rush, and yet this week I just seem to have absolutely uh, smashed through it. I think because we were all so happy with the Mega CD being the best console, but perhaps 
perhaps maybe this is a slightly poor choice because there's not really that much to discuss in terms of uh, a controversy or anything like that. But let's have a quick look at Soul Feast. Um, oh, any sequels? No, no sequels. Oh, someone gave it C+. That's a bit harsh. I think it's very good. Sherlock Holmes Reception. Oh. Oh. Okay, well, um, right. I've just had a look at some of the reviews for some of the games. Um, I think I'm going to leave it there. For, right, sorry, I'm just having a look at the review of Mega CD. That's really weird. Okay, um, yeah, I'll see you all next time. Hey, were you feeling that? I don't know, man. All they do is talk. Yeah, but it's cheap. I mean, like, free. Besides, we could become, like, the new Chris Hardwick. Who the hell is Chris Hardwick? Don't get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to squabblebox.co.uk. News, reviews, videos, and podcasts that cover movies, video games, TV, and comic books. Squabblebox.co.uk, baby. Entertainment under attack.